Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I nurture and support my body, considering all available options, in order to heal and grow. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Jane's got me laughing. Jane and I just came up with the daggy spiritual emotional joke. I can't share it now because it's out of context. But anyway, we've just realised that actually the last two episodes that we have done in different ways were about extremism, different versions of how people can get extreme. And then we realised that today's topic is actually the same as well, but under a totally different banner again. So today, Jane and I want to talk about how when you have so much spiritual wellness, holistic knowledge, particularly when it comes to food and exercise and, you know, diet, the body, positive thoughts and all of that. What happens when you are genuinely faced with a situation where you have to do something that's totally against your principles? So for example, um, you're the healthiest person in the world and you find out you've got cancer. What are your options? Or you, you know, as Jane will share in a minute with her, her tooth debacle, Jane, being an incredibly healthy person, goes to the dentist and all of a sudden finds out she's got to have all these interventions and drugs. What do you actually do in scenarios like this? And is it, quote, unquote, okay? Yes, beautiful, gorgeous goddess, gods, listeners, it is absolutely okay. And I think it's interesting that Beck and I have actually just realised that the last few episodes have all been around extremism. And it's like, I feel like, The world is just getting so judgmental and harsh and the rules are getting rigider and rigider. And it's like life isn't meant to be like that. It's more effortless and free-flowing and accepting and kind and loving and gentle. And I want to scream at everyone, where's your compassion? Isn't it like a strange irony that with this new age wellness movement, which at its core is supposed to be about love and peace and allowing and accepting, it's made us more rigid and control freak than ever. And we're seeing... There's no wellness in wellness anymore. I know. We're seeing all of this stuff come out. Not only are we seeing people harness it purely for marketing purposes, people that have no soul in it, but they're like, okay, I see that green smoothies are taking off. I'm going to open franchises everywhere. I'm going to open gyms everywhere or whatever. We've got Bell Gibson on 60 Minutes who's faked cancer to be able to run a wellness blog. It's getting ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous. And so my thing about the whole extremist is that I don't actually trust any extremist in any extreme. (laughs) And that's it. Goodbye. Yep. Thanks for coming. Bye. (laughs) So I feel that the judgment that is placed on you must live your life this way, X, Y, Z, whatever topic, is making people be either accepted or rejected. Tell about that article yesterday that you read, that we both read. Oh, there was a gorgeous article. Um, It was about a beautiful mum who had brought up her children to be uh, clean eaters. They only ate fresh, organic, natural uh, foods. And she was at a birthday party with the children one day. And, you know, she'd had the conversation with the children before about toxic food, toxic party food. Um... And uh, and she moved it, went into this beautiful home, and there was what was probably mainstream version of quite healthy food. You know, there were fruit platters, and there were um, home lots of homemade things there. And she looked at her little boy, who was arguing with another boy no, with over his brother, with his brother. Oh, it was his brother mm. over homemade popcorn whether that was acceptable or not. And the little boy was saying, "It's toxic. That's toxic party food." And she looked around the room and she saw all these other children that were happy, that were having fun, that were at a gorgeous birthday party full of joy, 
craziness, giggling, laughter. And she looked at her two children that were arguing over whether they were they should or shouldn't eat the popcorn. Was it toxic food? And she felt like crying. And it was at that point that she realised that she'd been an extremist and she'd brought up children to be extreme and therefore they were not capable of socialising in a normal function. So from that point forward, she started to teach them about foods that are just occasional food, occasional treats, and it's what you do most of the time that matters. And thankfully, fast forward many years, I believe her children are now quite high um, teenage years. So it took her about 10 years to write this blog because she felt so embarrassed and ashamed at her abuse of the children. She owned it as that, uh, her extremist views. But she's happy to report that she's got gorgeous, healthy children who know how to nourish and nurture their body beautifully and healthily. But they know that it's okay to do something different on occasions. And that's what I feel about all of the wellness industry is that it's got to be like an 80-20 rule or, or it's got to be what you do the majority of the time and lighten up on, the, on when you can't follow your own beliefs, guidelines, rules, whatever. Which yeah. I'm an extremist. I'm, an, I'm a complete extremist, but I know, I know that. <laughs> But you don't force it on other people. No, I I don't care what other people do, but I'm happy to educate. But, I mean, you know, for me, I'm pretty much just doggedly, any single illness that ever comes up, there's always an emotional weakness. And I I know that there is a triangle, the physical, emotional, chemical triangle. So they they always, wellness experts always try and look at anything that presents in the body through three different lenses. And, And good on them, and they probably should, and they're probably way more balanced than I am. However, because emotions are my game and I'm just fascinated by them, it's kind of the only lens I ever apply. I just sort of, I don't know, I just believe my whole body's just a big massive energy and it's just, it's just reacting to reality in my brain. So I'm the one that's creating everything that, that comes into my experience. So, I've, but yeah. And, and I agree. I feel I'm very much the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frog in my throat. <clears throat> Speak your truth, but Jane. For me, it's got to the point where I've had my parents before um, suggest I go on medication at times in my, my life or one time in my life, should I say, that was a particular low point. I've had, you know, doctors and dentists and people suggest all kinds of surgeries, drugs, interventions and things. And I've said pretty much since the year, I don't know, maybe even since I was a teenager, I've said no pretty much to every single procedure. I probably have had a couple of dental ones, but I went to a holistic dentist um, I've, anyway, so I, you know, home births, no drugs. No, anyway, but today's episode, which you know, Jane really, really wanted to bring across, and I do hear what she's saying. It's so important. It's so important that if you're faced at moments in your life where, like, if like if I did get cancer, gee, I would be I would be presented with some very interesting choices to have to make, wouldn't I? Being the complete clean freak, you know, spiritual wellness person, what would I do? I don't know the answer to that question because I am so opposed to chemotherapy. For, I think for the myself. first thing that you would do is you would say, "What is your opinion on how long have I got before you believe I need to start treatment?" And then you buy yourself some time and see what you can do. I don't even actually like putting it out there. I don't even like thinking about it. Well, I don't actually <laughs> think you're ever going to have that issue because I think you're the master of of detecting the earliest symptom or listening to your body and being able to interpret it and know what to do from there. Now, I think I'm probably, I definitely a rug down on you. I'm nowhere near where you're at, but I still think I'm very, very good at it. But what happens is... We are, as we mentioned in a podcast, was it last week or the week before, where we are these onions and we keep peeling a layer 
and then we get comfortable with life and then we get a little uncomfortable with life and we think maybe there's a new desire that I have. So we peel another layer to get to that desire and so on and so on it goes. So I also want to tie this in with reminding everybody that there are, in our opinion, are four bodies. You've got your IQ, your emotion, sorry, your intellectual intelligence. You've got your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence. You've got your SQ, your spiritual intelligence, and your BQ, your your body intelligence. Now, some of us are going to be masters of some and at kindergarten in others. So the onion layer comes off in different for different issues for different people. So for me, I felt like I've always continued to own my stuff, to listen to my body, to do whatever needed to be done. But recently, I think I shared briefly a couple of weeks ago that I um, I ended up with excruciating tooth pain, which resulted in root canal surgery. And I was in no state to actually be able to have made a decision of what I wanted to do because I wouldn't have even known a holistic dentist. I didn't even have any energy left to even contact back and say, where do I go? I just went to where my children's dentist is, who is lovely. And I just went with it. I had no resilience to be doing anything but get me out of this pain, which then turned into a facial infection, which was horrendous. And it had me in a lot of pain for about two weeks. So I took in that two week period, more drugs than I think I've taken in my entire life from painkillers and anesthetics and everything else. Um, from that, though, what I had to do was acknowledge what the hell are teeth about because I'm not getting the message. So I did all that research and I worked out what it was and I instantly started making changes in my life because it resonated as my truth, absolute truth, that I needed to de-stress and I needed to make changes in every single area. So I started doing that. But what I wanted to, to share is that those symptoms, I've been grinding my teeth for years. But I have chosen to not listen to that one. Whereas I believe Beck would go, I'm grinding my teeth. Right, I need to get onto that. I keep lists of stuff like that. So <laughs> Beck is the master. Got a grey hair, right? Of, What's going on? <laughs> of getting, of getting, <laughs> of getting, that's well earned. Grey hairs are well earned. Yeah. Wisdom, extra wisdom. Exactly. Um, Beck is the master of getting the message with a feather and, and hearing that message. I'm not. Now, I try to listen to the feathers and I get a lot of them. But this one with the teeth grinding, I missed it. I didn't get it. So what happens? I get the brick. Now, when you get the brick or you get the sledgehammer like a cancer or something like that, I believe personally it's absolutely okay to go to Western medicine and apply whatever you've got to to help your body to recover from the trauma that you've put it in because you've not listened to the early warning signs. So I own, I did not listen to the early warning signs that I was stressed. So therefore I own it. Now I've got to go Western. I've got to get them to fix the plumbing of the body. And at the same time, I've got to work my butt off more serious than I've ever been on de-stressing and dealing with the emotional cause. But if I had chosen for me personally to not be able to have drugs and, and pain or pain medication and deal with it emotionally, I couldn't because I was too far gone in pain. I wasn't able to be rational and think con- think consciously, think clearly. I just had to get out of my pain so I could move into a situation where I could then start dealing with the emotional cause. And that's what I'm a huge fan about with medicine, that if if you need it, 
to get you into a mindset where you can then deal with the emotional cause, go for it. It's absolutely my blessing. It's there to use for that purpose. This is fantastic chiropractor, and I can't think of his name, and I've seen him live. He's from Canada. He, I've listened to tapes and tapes of him talking on this topic, and he is one of the most eloquent speakers on the subject of explaining what Western medicine is. And once you've heard it explained, it will forever help you to navigate how and when to use it. Ah. And he, like, as in... And there is these fascinating, you know, Eastern, Western philosophies, right? So in Western medicine, as we know, it's very, very, very about damage control. People rock up when they're almost dead. People, like my friend's dad the other day, went to hospital because he was pissing blood. You know, I said to her... Damage control. I said, were there no warning signs for the last 10 years? She's like, oh, dad's always sick, but that's just normal for him. You know, this is most of the population. Most of the population views illness as something that's normal and part of life. Everyone's got something. Everyone's got the, the funny knee or they've always had a skin eczema thing or they've always had a cough or an asthma. You know, that's just normal. Everyone's got something, right? And so in Western medicine, you go to the doctor, you put complete control into the hands of the doctor. The doctor, who's never met you before and knows almost nothing about you, diagnoses you and then immediately administers some form of drug or cutting something out in order to fix the problem. Now, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this show can begin to see immediate red flags with that model, with that structure. And this wonderful Cairo guy goes into super awesome, hilarious, but saddening metaphors about it's a bit like if you've got a little tiny um, fire that starts to be, let's say a candle catches onto a curtain in a house. And what would you do? You'd probably go and get a bit of water, get a damp tea towel, you'd put it out, right? The doctors come in with fire engines, they've got axes, they hack down the doors, they smash the windows, all the water sprinklers go off, the hoses come in, they bring the mud in, they trash the sofa, they spray water everywhere, the whole building burns down, the builders have to come, they've got to put it all back up again. Like, that's their approach. It's like, let's take a fucking sledgehammer every time you just probably need a glass of water and a nap because you're too stressed and you're too overwhelmed because you're not listening to what your body and your inner self is crying for, right? So, uh, Eastern medicine. Eastern medicine, traditionally, you would stop paying your doctor when you got sick because they weren't doing their job. The idea of Eastern medicine is, it's a bit like some of the chiropractic and other philosophies where you're expected to, it's a terrible word to say, expected to go. You, you, you are, as part of your philosophy of wellness, you maintain things every week to keep your health at its optimum. You might do regular Tai Chi. You know, you're obviously juicing. You will have a chiropractic adjustment, you know, every now and then. You will have a massage every now and then. You will do things to look after yourself. And when something happens that comes out of nowhere and you get really ill, your doctor's in big trouble. Because they weren't onto it in Eastern medicine. Yeah, I like that. That's Love lovely, it. isn't it? It's, it's great. However, we're not in that world. We are not in that world. So we have to. But we. But I think there's another thing that I love. What was that cowboy? I always forget his name. That gorgeous cowboy. Cowboy from the states. Oh, this yeah. man that came out not long ago. Don. Yeah, Don. Don. No. Don. Tolman. Is that it? Don Tolman. Don Tolman. Really? Is it? I think that's his name. Is he a oh, cowboy? He's, he's this gorgeous guy from the States who, oh, he's fabulous on the body. He, um, he talks about how when you, you sneeze and how your body's trying to release naturally the toxins or the rubbish or the whatever in your body that needs to be released. And so he talks about you sneeze, 
so you go and take some sneezing medicine. You got a, you think you got a cold, so you go and take a, a, some cold medicine. And the body's going, that brain's saying to the body, I thought we were getting rid of that shit through the nose. What's going on? Nah, nah, they don't want it coming out the nose. Okay, all right, let's go for the bum. All right, so the body starts releasing the rubbish through the bum, but no, you don't want diarrhea, so you go take some tablets to stop yourself having diarrhea. The head's saying, what's going on down there, bum? Why haven't you got it getting out? No, no, they won't want it coming out that way. All right, let's get it out through the mouth. All right, so you start to feel nauseous, and instead of vomiting, you take some anti-nausea medication. Right, okay, we can't get it out that way. All right, tell you what, let's form a little pocket over there. We'll just, we'll put all this nasty stuff just over there. Oh, you got a tumour. Right, let's go in and cut that all up and get it out. I could cry right now. I mean, this just shits me to tears. It's like, wake the fuck up, people. I know, but the, you're going off track, darling. I know <laughs> this is your passion. And I, I said what? at the beginning of this podcast, this is going to press your buttons. It does press I get my that, buttons. but you, what I want this to be about is that it's okay for people to take medicine when they know what they're doing. Of course it is. But so what that's about a... the, the entire population? Can I have to tell two stories now, if I may interrupt that bit? That was a great story, and I haven't heard that one before, Jane. It's beautiful, isn't it? In, in the last month, I've come across two completely different babies. Let's look at these two different models to how they're being handled. One baby has been born into a household where the mother is a hardcore GP, emergency hospital room specialist type woman, right? Not the mother. That, that's actually the grandmother. So the mother... Bless them. Quite happy for them. They saved my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's awesome at what she, She's got no emotion whatsoever and she's brilliant at her job because if you go into emergency, yeah. you don't want a fucking person to give you Reiki. You need your leg put back on or whatever from the chainsaw accident. Like, fine. That is where Western medicine is amazing what paramedics exactly. can do. Yeah. And surgeons and life-saving yeah. techniques. We are. We can save lives. We do it every day. That is a miracle. It's a beautiful thing. So this woman... Her daughter has now had a little baby. So what does she do? She applies hardcore Western medical drug giving, like nurturing to this to this tiny baby who's had a couple of funny little things, like maybe wasn't feeding so well or this or that. That baby's already had more drugs put in its tiny little body than any for no fucking reason. And it makes me so angry. And then it's like, oh, surprise, they're having so much trouble with the baby. This complication has snowballed into that complication, so they gave it more drugs. And this has snowballed. And I'm like, oh my God, it probably just needed a bit of breast milk rubbed into its eyes or something and it would have been fine. Or, you know, honestly, a bit of NET or something really, really gentle, like maybe a bit of attachment parenting. Maybe it needed to be worn in a bloody sling. I don't know. You didn't need to go and pump its blood through full. Anyway, la, 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 Rebecca, zen, zen. Okay. So then the next baby... My girlfriend is currently a nurse and she is seeing it all. She's reporting back stories that would make your hair stand on end that you see in the, any general nursing ward, in any general hospital in Australia, in the world. So this little newborn baby comes in four weeks old. It's drugged up to the eyeballs. Now, this is okay. Why is it okay in my book? Because... This little newborn baby had a lovely birth, was brought home from hospital, and what's happened? The little siblings are so excited about the newborn baby that the brothers and sisters have come in and they've kissed it all over its head and they've held its hands and licked it and cuddled it to death and squeezed it, and they've put their preschool, nursery school germs all over it. The newborn's contracted a kitty illness, and it can't cope because it's four weeks old. Right. So they've had to go in and they've had to really damage control that situation. This, this poor baby is on so many drugs. And my girlfriend, who's a nurse and highly sensitive, intuitive, emotional, she was just like, oh, my God, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And she said, but, God, isn't it amazing? The human body is amazing. Mm. It is 
so resilient. That baby will live. That baby will be okay. It'll get through it. It's not the most superb start to life, but it will. The body is incredible how it bounces back. It is. And, you know, having just gone through, I've only just come off of the, the last lot of antibiotics, I now my next move is to plan to look at what can I do to counterbalance that the, the damage that the drugs have done to my body. And so I'll up all of the healthy um, eating and I want to get some good gut, gut stuff going, blah, blah, blah. So it's the same with this dear little baby. That This baby has got this beautiful, educated mother that, you know, when the baby is healed from this illness, they'll be able to know all of the things to do to nurture and grow yeah. that immunity and that the beautiful body perfectly. was already asking my girlfriend about naturopathic advice to take Perfect. home. It's beautiful. All, there you go, right? It's all good. And this is what I like. But what I really want to say is that if... If you are feeling guilty because you're taking any sort of medication, or whether it's self-medicating or whether it's um, prescription medication, please let go of the guilt. Let go of the shame. Don't let the wellness industry shame you into using things that are available to you when you need it. The point, and yeah. And keep doing the work so that next time... You get the message with a feather and not either a brick or a sledgehammer like I did. This is the absolute take-home point of this entire episode that Jane just said. So what we're saying today is, yes, I'm going to reiterate just what Jane said, never beat yourself up for, for taking the conventional road as long as you are in completely awake and aware about why you're doing it. You're in control yeah. of what you're doing. And this is what I've done in my lifetime. I don't go hardly to a doctor at all and I barely have a doctor, but the few times I've had to, it's gotten that bad. I just go in and I ask them for a diagnosis. And then I, I and then they offer me all kinds of drugs and I say, thank you. And I go home and I decide what I'm going yeah. to do for my body. Yeah. And, and you know what? If I then decided to take the medication, fine. I mean, I decided to have a tooth pulled out of my head because I've never been so excited about anything in my life because... One, one doctor said root canal. The other doctor said, the holistic dentist said, just just pull it out. And I said, I'm going to get it pulled out. And I've never been so excited about an, a, an awful, savage procedure in my whole life <laughs> because I felt so empowered by the fact I chose you made what the to decision. do. And it's, that's what it's all about. If you Look, I've had my, one of my most spiritual, clean-eating, non-vaccinating, home-birthing girlfriends had took a psychiatric turn. She, I mean, life is complicated, and she did. And she ended up in like an institution here in Adelaide and she was on hardcore whatever they give them. So I, see, I don't even have the language for it, but the strongest drugs ever. And she was then on antidepressants for quite a long time and she slowly, slowly, slowly got herself back together, worked her way off them and went straight back to her normal, healthy, hippie, holistic lifestyle. And, and she, it is, she it, needed to. She had to. Yeah. She was psychiatric at that point. Yeah. And that's where we can't... It's almost like self-abuse if you don't... Allow yourself or your children to use or your children to use tools that are available in the right situation. Yes, um, and respect for the right <clears throat> circumstances. And you know, when you do take medicine, one of the, of course, the problems with with any sort of pharmaceutical drug is that there's side effects. So when I was taking these very strong painkillers. It causes constipation. God, we're talking about bum and poo and I'm exiting. Not. I am. That's all you, Jane. <laughs> it's I'm, me. I'm a late Victorian. I don't talk about no, anything. That's right. He says fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I missed that memo. Um, and so what did I do? I got up in the morning and I was supposed to take the antibiotics straight away with food, but I didn't. What I did was got up in the morning, took a tablespoon of olive oil on an empty stomach, waited half an hour, and then had my food and had the antibiotics. And that takes care of the other end. So while you're, getting, you're taking the drug that your body needs in that moment, 
but have a look at what side effects it causes and be ready for it and treat those in the holistic way that you, you prefer to do um, because you still control those early symptoms. Yeah. There are still ways, like being constipated, I didn't need to go and rush and take another drug to release that, that I could still try a, a softer version, you know, a more natural version before needing to use a sledgehammer. And that worked fine. So I um, just want people to think of their bodies. Think of your body like a beautiful, delicate, synchronistic ecosystem. Imagine the Great Barrier Reef. You know how angry we get whenever we hear about oil tankers crossing our heritage-listed reef? What is it? UNESCO, bloody protected, blah, blah. And they're they're basically saying it's only a matter of time until one of those oil spills happens right there. And I I hate hearing stuff like that. And for anyone who's been lucky enough to snorkel over the reef, which I have. Oh, me too. It's, it's amazing. It's, there's no words for it. It's like an under. It's like another planet. It's like this whole ecosystem down there that is so self-supportive. It's colourful. It's beautiful. Everything works with everything else. It's so divine. That is the inside of your body. Every time you even take a Panadol, you're putting a drop of blackness into an aquamarine pool. So be very choicey very guarded and very particular about having some boundary lines on what you will and will not allow inside your beautiful, delicate ecosystem. If you have to have a bombing of oil, then do a mop-up job like the greenies would go in and do. But And that, that is important to bring in too because while I was taking these strong drugs, I was also calling in, doing all my spiritual practices and rituals and calling in for healing and um, doing positive affirmations, sending love, infinite love and gratitude to various parts of my body. It, I, I like bombarded it with every sort of energetic spiritual mindset process that I could use at the same time. Right. And that's like mopping up the oil spill. It is. The thing I don't want people to get caught up in is when your mother or your bossy mother-in-law or your scared husband or the doctor tells you what to do with your body because they think that they have a have a better or clearer idea and I don't want people to be pushed around like seagrass under the ocean by other people's opinions when it comes to your medical health. On that I want to touch on self-medicating. Do. Because alcohol um I guess, or whether people take, what, softer drugs? Is that the word? I don't know. I don't take them, but like... What's a smoke drug? Smoking grass, marijuana, I don't know, whatever. But whatever people do, you know, there are times in life when life is tough and you want to stop the world and get off a little bit. You wouldn't be human if you didn't have a couple of those in your life, you know? Well, I wouldn't trust you if you didn't have a couple of those in your life. I'd say you're playing life far too safe or you're in denial. And can I say one thing before you tell this beautiful story? I read recently, and I keep referencing this woman because she's such a priestess, Clarissa Pinkola Estes says, when someone asks her how old she is, she doesn't give her biological age. She says, I am 17 battle scars old. (laughs) And it's how many wounds you've been through. That's how I bloody like old you that. Are. Oh, I have to count up my wounds well, I one counted day. Mine. I've only got three major ones. I'm three wounds, three battle scars old. That's how old I am. You've probably oh, got more than I've me. I've got quite a few more than those, mm. but then maybe I'm just a drama queen. I've been, yeah, but I've been very sheltered <laughs> deliberately after a number of harrowing past lives preceding this one. Please continue, Jane. <laughs> so self-medicating is, you know, times when you reach for that bottle of wine and you have one glass or you have three bottles I'm not judging you I don't care but you do what you've got to do to get through what you've got to get through and I'm a fan of that because we can't be on our game of self-improvement self-development self you know healing etc 24 7 sometimes you just need to stop and just be in a numbed out state 
Now, I know you can get there all through meditation, etc., but maybe you can't if you've got six kids that are all running around and driving you insane and a husband that you're fighting with or whatever, whatever's going on in your life. And so I had my challenge I've shared on other podcasts, so I'll just very briefly do the story where my little girl went to bed healthy when she was uh, nearly three and woke up like she had cerebral palsy. Turned out she had a non-viral brain infection throughout her white brain cells. It was life-threatening. It was quite a horrendous uh, couple of weeks in hospital. We came out of hospital, both my husband and I were terrified of night times because we'd put her to bed healthy and we were scared this was going to come back in the morning. So we started having a few wines, too many. And I wanted to share that this is what I needed to do to get through what I had to get through, to help me to sleep, to help me to be able to have some form of resilience the next day to be able to continue on and to start to heal the fear that I was surrounded with. So when you do this, know that you're doing it. Consciously do it. Don't subconsciously do it. Consciously do it, knowing why. It's taking the edge off. I'm not coping. This is going to help me to get through one more day so that I can build a bit more resilience, so I can get to a better headspace where I'm able to implement my tools, my, my work to be able to grow and heal from whatever trauma or whatever situation you're in. I mean, a lot of people are on antidepressants in this day and age, and some of you listening maybe or have been, and we're actually going to go further into that a little bit more next week. We're going to do depression. So that might be a good carry-on to this episode. So yeah. we encourage you to have, yeah. have a listen to that one Terrific. too. Terrific. I nurture and support my body considering all available options in order to heal and grow. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you've found some useful tidbits today to share with others and and to implement into your own life. And if you need anything more at all from Jane or I, just go to lovelifeshow.com where we have everything that you need. And until this time next week, do enjoy being your own doctor. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.